welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all of your sisters and brothers in spirit. As we become more conscious of the I Am Presence within ourselves, we begin to recognize the I Am Presence in others. And that presence, which is our life stream, and the divine awareness and acknowledgement of it, not only connects us to our own source of life, but it also produces within our hearts and minds a higher regard for all life. And Lord knows we need it. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life. And y'all be loved. With all my centuries of experience, I cannot help but say to you as encouragement, that my heart leaps with joy at the nearness which some of you are grasping the scepter of dominion. Go forward, my brave ones. Do not hesitate. Grasp your scepter of dominion. Raise it. For, I am the scepter, the quenchless flame, the dazzling light, the perfection which you once knew. Come. Let me hold you in my strong embrace, that where there have been so long two, there will be only one, I am. I am the knower, the doer, the perfection expressed now. I command the power in these words today to carry to everyone who hears or reads them, the true conviction and understanding back of them. For the brain, I am the quickening of the cells of this, my or your, brain structure, causing it to expand and receive the intelligent direction of the mighty inner presence. We must give everyone his complete freedom mentally. If you speak of freedom for yourself, be sure and give it first to everyone else. When there is a condition in another that you wish to help, use the following. I am the perfect manifestation there. You must know that you have the power through the I am presence, to consciously qualify your thought in whatever way you will. There is not to say what you shall do, for you are a free being of free will. If you could be conscious of every thought that passed through your mind for six weeks, and keep it qualified with perfection, you would see the most amazing results. Say often, I am the master within, governing and controlling all my thought processes in full Christ perfection, as I wish them to be. Take the eternal stand that, I am what I want to be. The power of self-control would say, only God's perfection goes forth. The pulsation in all substance is the breath of God acting. Think when breathing, I am the perfect energy of every breath I breathe. I am the pure atmosphere of my world. Form the habit of constantly qualifying your world with perfection. The old habit of thinking imperfection has filled your world in the past. Now the important thing is to be self-conscious that you are filling your world with perfection all the time. Stand on your feet the first thing in the morning and say with feeling, I am the presence filling my world with perfection this day. Do not be concerned about personalities. To take the stand, I am perfection acting through any official, would impel I am power and action there. The first thing in the morning, say, I qualify everything in my world this day with perfection, because I am perfection. I qualify this mind and body with absolute perfection, and refuse acceptance of anything else. 
I am the miracle, and I am the presence compelling its manifestation through divine love, wisdom, and power. Beloved Saint Germain Isis Unveiled, Chapter 14 writer in one of our scientific journals observes that every science and its growth passes through three stages, first, we have the stage of observation, when facts are collected and registered by many minds in many places. Next, we have the stage of generalization, when these carefully verified facts are arranged methodically, generalized systemically, and classified logically, so as to deduce and elucidate from them, the laws that regulate their rule and order. Lastly, we have the stage of prophecy, when these laws are so applied that events can be predicted to occur with unerring accuracy. If several thousand years BC, Chinese and Chaldean astronomers predicted eclipses, the latter, whether by the cycle of sorrows, or other means, matters not, the fact remains the same. They had reached the last and highest stage of astronomical science, they prophesied. If they could, in the year 1722 BC, delineate the zodiac with the exact positions of the planets at the time of the autumnal equinox and so unerringly as Professor Mitchell, the astronomer proved, then they knew the laws that regulate carefully verified fact to perfection, and applied them with as much certainty as our modern astronomers. Moreover, astronomy is said to be in our century the only science which has thoroughly reached the last stage, other sciences are yet in various stages of growth, electricity, in some branches, has reached the third stage, but in many branches is still in its infantine period. This we know, on the exasperating confessions of men of science themselves, and we can entertain no doubt as to this sad reality in the 19th century, as we belong ourselves to it. Not so in relation to the men who lived in the days of the glory of Chaldea, Assyria, and Babylon. Of the stages they reached in other sciences we know nothing, except that in astronomy they stood equal with us, for they had also reached the third and last stage. H.P. Blavatsky In his lecture on the lost arts, Wendell Phillips very artistically describes the situation. We seem to imagine, says he, that whether knowledge will die with us or not, it certainly began with us, we have a pitying estimate, a tender pity for the narrowness, ignorance, and darkness of the bygone ages. To illustrate our own idea with the closing sentence of the favorite lecturer, we may as well confess that we undertook this chapter, which in one sense interrupts our narrative, to inquire of our men of science, whether they are sure that they are boasting on the right line. Thus we read of people, who, according to some learned writers, had just emerged from the Bronze Age into the succeeding Age of Iron. If Chaldea, Assyria, and Babylon presented stupendous and venerable antiquities reaching far back into the night of time, Persia was not without her wonders of a later date. The pillared halls of Persepolis were filled with miracles of art, carvings, sculptures, enamels, alabaster libraries, obelisks, sphinxes, colossal bulls. At Badana, in Media, the cool summer retreat of the Persian kings, was defended by seven encircling walls of hewn and polished blocks, the interior ones in succession of increasing height, and of different colors, in astrological accordance with the seven planets. The palace was roofed with silver tiles, its beams were plated with gold. At midnight, in its halls, the sun was rivaled by many a row of naphtha cressets. A paradise, that luxury of the monarchs of the east, was planted in the midst of the city. 
The Persian Empire was truly the garden of the world, in Babylon there still remained its walls, once more than 60 miles in compass and, after the ravages of three centuries and three conquerors, still more than 80 feet in height, there were still the ruins of the Temple of the Cloud Encompassed Bell, on its top was planted the observatory wherein the weird Chaldean astronomers had held nocturnal communion with the stars, still there were vestiges of the two palaces with their hanging gardens, in which were trees growing in midair, and the wreck of the hydraulic machinery that had supplied them from the river. Into the artificial lake, with its vast apparatus of aqueducts and sluices, the melted snows of the Armenian mountains found their way and were confined in their course through the city by the embankments of the Euphrates. Most wonderful of all, perhaps, was the tunnel under the riverbed. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 If you want protection in the future, if you want to be assured of your victorious accomplishment, no matter what you want to do so long as it be constructive, then you must have our invincible, eternal purity, and our protection about you, both while you are doing it, and about the ways and means that you are going to use, and if you don't have that protection, well then, some destructive force move in just about the time you think you are going to reach for your victory, some destructive force moves in, and takes it out of your hands. Then you feel very resentful because you didn't attain the success you desired. Now you are the builders of the future. You have to carry the responsibilities of the conditions of this nation in the future, and almost in the present, in the not far distant future. But unless you are armored, my dear ones, in our eternal, invincible purity, unless you call forth the cosmic Christ love through your mighty I am presence, and unless you demand invincible protection around yourselves and around that which you are going to accomplish, you will find yourselves interrupted intermittently, or interfered with from time to time, in everything you undertake, until you gain the strength and the power to move into outer action, that force of the sacred fire that mows down everything that dares to oppose God, and God's perfection of that mighty I am presence. You might just as well make up your minds now to move into action with your concentrated attention upon this presence, demand these powers of invincible victory into yourselves, because victory is not attained just by your decrees and making your calls. Victory is attained by the obedience of the outer self unto the great currents of energy released by the presence and ourselves, which have to flow through you to do the things that fulfill the divine plan. So, you must take yourselves in hand first, and demand the invincible purity that is eternal strength, because without purity you don't have the eternal strength, and if, sometimes, you feel rather weary and weighted down, you are weighted down by the impurity of the outer world. And therefore, if you arise in the strength and courage and power of your own heart's flame of the mighty I am presence, and demand the cosmic Christ love from the great central sun come through your presence into you, come into your affairs and stand your guard, and then you call to us for whatever powers it is our privilege to direct into your use, you will strengthen yourselves before you use the power. Beloved Elohim of Purity Now, because of the hypnotic suggestions of the outer world, and it is a trick of the sinister force as old as the sinister force itself, is to get the individual to dash into something without sufficient preparation, and thereby either produce failure or unnecessary struggle, or work the ideas so that perfection cannot come through. You are the builders of the future. You can build the mightiest perfection that has ever come to this earth, if you want to. This group of I am students alone, you of the youth, 
the I am ascended master of youth of the world, if there were no more of you to go forward in this service to America than is right here in this room, if you understand me today, and will take your stand before you start anything, that you demand the mightiest cosmic Christ love of all eternity come through your presence and into the outer self, and enter here, and you demand its victory in you, and then you demand that we clothe you in that great cosmic sacred fire of our eternal, invincible purity and powers from the ascended master's octave, that enables you to go forth and do these things with the great joy and love that life intends, you will never know struggle, you will never know lack, you will never know limitation or interference or delay. I think it is well worth everything that it takes in your individual effort to clear your pathway ahead, so that when you start to accomplish something, you have one victory after another. You go forth to attainment to bring forth this. You bless it. You protect it. Command it to expand, and you then take the next greater responsibility, and fulfill the divine plan concerning it. That way you go on from one magnificent accomplishment to another, in the greatest joy mankind has ever known. Beloved Elohim of purity, 